This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com forward slash critical to find out more. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 20th of December. In your Squiz today, making nice with China, problems in Peru, putting Musk's leadership to a vote, and a festive forecast. This is your Squiz today. Before we get started, just a quick apology about yesterday's podcast. You would have been forgiven for thinking that we'd up stumps early, but we haven't. Our (laughs) podcast publishing platform completely failed us, but we're up and running today and we'll be here all week. So let's crack on, Claire. Our Foreign Minister Penny Wong's making an important trip today. She's headed to China, Claire. And the reason it's a big deal is because it'll be the first trip by an Aussie minister since China banned visits from our top pollies back in 2019. Yeah, and it could be a sign that Australia's diplomatic relationship with China continues to thaw after several years of tension. And tomorrow, Wong will be there to mark the 50th anniversary of the China-Australia relationship. And that was kick-started by then-Prime Minister Gough Whitlam back in 1972. Uh, The visit comes just a few days after Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said that there would be, uh, and this is the quote, further measures and activities which indicate an improved relationship. Uh, And of course, that comes after Albanese met with Chinese President Xi Jinping uh, at the G20 Bali summit in November. Yeah, that meeting was considered a pretty major milestone. And it looks like Australia is out of China's deep freeze and things are moving ahead now. As for what will be on today's agenda, Wong will talk to officials about ending China's trade tariffs and bans on Aussie exports. That's really important because there's about $20 billion worth of Aussie exports that are at stake. Uh, That includes wine and barley and meat timber, lobsters, all sorts of things. Mm. Uh, Chinese officials ramped up those trade tariffs and bans after the Morrison government called for an international inquiry into the origins of the coronavirus. Uh, And another key issue uh, will be trying to negotiate the release of two Australians who are in detention in China. Uh, They are journalist Cheng Lei and author Yang Hengzheng. Uh, Cheng has been in jail since August 2020 and Yang was detained in January 2019. Uh, Both of those people have been accused of spying. And there are other tensions as well. A couple of years ago, the Chinese embassy in Canberra listed the nation's 14 grievances against Australia. That included things like the ban on Huawei's participation in our 5G rollout, foreign investment rules and criticism of China's actions in Hong Kong and Taiwan. So there are a few pots on the boil. But one is confident of progress, so watch this space. Speaking of Aussie travellers, about 170 of our tourists have been caught up in Peru's political crisis, Claire. Reports say many Aussies were stuck in the bucket list destination of Machu Picchu when train services and flights were suspended, but they've since started back up. 
and it's all to do with protests over the country's leadership. It started when Peru's former president, Pedro Castillo, was impeached and arrested on the 7th of December, so just recently, uh, after he illegally tried to dissolve the Congress. The former vice president, Dina Buluate, replaced him as president, but Castillo's supporters and others who are just unhappy with what's been going down have since taken to the streets. Reports say that at least 20 people have died in the protests uh, and the violence sounds pretty hectic. Yeah, Peru's authorities have declared a 30-day state of emergency as those in charge try to end these protests. Our Department of Foreign Affairs has also confirmed that about 170 Australians have contacted the embassy in Lima seeking assistance. So far, it's not aware of any Australians detained or injured. You and Siobhan talked about this yesterday morning, Claire, and now three of the eight Melbourne Victory fans who are wanted by Victoria Police over the pitch invasion at Saturday's A-League game have been charged. They handed themselves in after police released images of the men they want to speak to about what happened at the match. So the men who have handed themselves in are aged between 18 and 23 years old, and they've been charged with various offences ranging from assault, criminal damage and public nuisance. There are other men who remain unidentified, but what Victorian police say is that they'll be knocking on a few doors soon. Uh, In response to the incident, Football Australia has issued a show cause notice to the Melbourne Victory Club. That's right. The club has until 9am tomorrow to explain why it shouldn't face serious sanctions over the incident. And those sanctions include financial penalties and loss of competition points. Elon Musk and Twitter are back in the headlines, Claire. Don't stop listening because this time it's to do with (laughs) Musk putting his future leadership of the social media company to a public vote. The billionaire tweeted out a poll on his own account yesterday. Elon Musk, when is he never in the news at the <laughs> moment? But look, maybe he might be going away when it comes to Twitter. Uh, yesterday he tweeted, should I step down as head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. Uh, but putting his leadership of the company out to a public vote has been met with disbelief, uh, given that he paid $44 billion US dollars for it back in October. <laughs> um, just to give a bit of context about what's happening at the moment, uh, Musk faces growing criticism for policy changes that he's making to Twitter since his takeover. Uh, the latest in a very long and growing line of issues uh, is preventing Twitter users from linking to other social media sites. Musk says that they're competitors, so they shouldn't be promoted. So we're talking talking about platforms like Facebook, Instagram and others. Uh, And he's also moved to suspend several prominent journalists' accounts. That happened last week. And the poll has finished up with more than 17.5 million votes. 57.5% voted yes to him stepping down and 42.5% voted no. But there's been no word from the man himself since the poll ended, so we'll have to wait and see what comes of it all. 
This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website. On to pressing weather news, Claire. The Weather Bureau reckons most of the country is set to have a sunny Christmas day. Wouldn't that be amazing? (laughs) So much of Australia has had so much wild weather recently uh, and, of course, across 2022. But the Bureau of Meteorology says that Darwin is set to be the hottest capital. They're heading towards 33 degrees Celsius on Sunday. Uh, Meanwhile, Hobart will probably be about the coolest with a top of about 21 degrees. Uh, Elsewhere, when you're looking at Sydney, Melbourne, Brizzy, Canberra, Adelaide, Perth, uh, they're all set to go somewhere between 27 degrees and 31 degrees. Uh, What the Bureau says is that most of the country should get a bit of a break from this really cool and cold weather that many have been having. Uh, But it's not such great news if you're in the far north of Queensland and also in the Northern Territory. Uh, They're set to get hot and humid and stormy conditions. Yeah, meteorologist Dean Narrowmore reckons it's going to be the perfect weather for beach cricket, a barbecue or a swim in some of the states. So if all you want for Christmas is a nice day after the wild weather of 2022, it's looking pretty good. Squeeze the day, it's perfect timing for Christmas viewing. Holiday classic It's a Wonderful Life premiered on this day back in 1946. Yeah, as you say, Alice, it's a real classic Chrissy flick. Uh, And look, it scored five Academy Award nomination and it always comes up in those lists of the best film ever made. So probably a good one for this week. Yeah, definitely have to put it on the list. And that's it for us this morning. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.